Hi, friends. This is Surabhi bringing you episode one of Mom Strength. In this episode, since I'm getting started on my very first podcast today, I figured I'd answer a very common question. How do I get started? How do I get motivated to exercise? And I'm going to give you four simple strategies that will help you get moving and get started today. Welcome to Mom Strength a podcast and movement to empower, educate, and showcase mom strength inside and out. I'm your host, Surabhi Veach, physiotherapist and fitness coach, also known as The Passionate Physio. Join me for discussions on movement, mindset, and motherhood, where we raise the bar and challenge the status quo. Get ready for expert interviews and real, honest conversations where we explore physical, mental, and emotional health. Let's celebrate the beautiful diversity and common experiences in all of our journeys. Let's do this. Hey friends, and welcome to my very first episode. I'm so happy you're here. And because it's my first time doing this, my first time getting started with creating a podcast, I thought it was only fitting that we talk about getting started today. Because one of the most common questions or concerns that I hear as a physiotherapist, as well as as a postpartum fitness coach is, how do I get started? I want to exercise. You know, how do I get motivated? I can't seem to find the motivation. I feel so lazy. How is this other person doing it? And I can't seem to get it together. Like I'm such a bad, I'm so bad at this. And there's just this, you know, huge amount of negative self-talk, self, self-shaming, self-blame, and um, it doesn't stem from self-kindness at all. Um, you know, putting these big, you know, negative emotions associated with the fact that you're not doing what you want to do. You're not doing your exercises. You're not partaking in the program that you signed up for, or you're doing it, but you're not doing as much as you'd like. You're not going for your runs. All of the things that maybe you'd like to be doing, you're not doing, and you blame it on lack of motivation. Maybe there's something wrong with you and that you just aren't motivated enough. Does that sound familiar to you? Because you're not alone. It's not that you're not motivated to get started. It's that most people are not motivated to get started on anything. And so let's back up a little bit and talk about what is motivation. Motivation is defined as a general willingness to do something. And I love the way that James Clear talks about, you know, the common misconceptions about motivation right? So he says one of the most surprising things about motivation is that it often comes after starting a new behavior and not before. We have this common misconception that motivation arrives as a result of passively consuming a motivational video or reading an inspirational book or in an exercise example, signing up for a fitness program, right? We think that is our motivation. However, active inspiration can be a far more powerful motivator, Motivation is often the result of action, not the cause of it. Getting started, even in very small ways, is a form of active inspiration that naturally produces momentum. If we're waiting for motivation to get started, we're never going to get started. And the reason is motivation for starting something new 
the motivation is really low because our bodies don't like change. Change is hard. Change can make us uncomfortable, right? We like comfort. We like status quo. So changing is hard. And that's why the transition to motherhood alone is so challenging. Not because, of course, it is challenging because you have to care for, care for a new human, but it's also a big change from what you're used to. And for people like you know me who had a career, who had kids a little bit later on, right? you're a full-grown adult with a life that you love, and then there's this big change. And even though you love your baby and this is exactly what you dreamed of, it's still hard because it's a change. It's a change from what you're used to. So we know that making a change is hard, even when it comes to amazing things like having a baby. You know, that change is really challenging. So then when we talk about exercise and starting a new exercise program or getting back to exercise after a long period off, whether it's due to having a baby or whether it's due to an injury. Now, how are we going to find that motivation to get back to it? Because we're getting back to it from a state of maybe less fitness, um, less comfort. And so where's that motivation going to come from? I want to share four main points that will help you start to take steps, start to take action instead of waiting for motivation to strike. Because I don't want you to be waiting forever. I want you to be able to take that action so you can start to see change and start to then feel motivated because you've already started to experience how amazing it feels to take that step, to start exercising, to make that positive change for yourself. So step one is to start before you're ready. Okay, so what does that mean? Basically, that means don't put it off because it's not going to get easier, right? So we think it's hard with a baby and it is. It's extremely challenging, especially in those early months because and especially with your first child, you know, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. But once those first few weeks to months go by, you know, we think, okay, we'll get easier. And in some ways, it does get easier because you get into the swing of things. You kind of figure out what you're doing. You have somewhat of a schedule. But what you don't realize is that it may get easier, but you'll also stay busy. There won't be a time where you'll suddenly have a clear schedule and you won't have anything to do because you'll always have something to do. And as your kids grow from, you know, babies to toddlers to school age kids, guess what? Their needs are still going to be there. They're still going to need you. They might need you to drive them around more. And, you know, you might need play dates or you might have, um, they might have other interests that they want you, you to participate in. And that's awesome. But that also means that if you're waiting for a time where things will be less busy, you might be waiting a very, very, very long time. Because one thing that we're very good at is to stay busy. We're very good at filling our time. Whether it's chores, watching shows, or, you know, procrastinating, or cleaning, or, um, you know, journaling, whatever it is, it can be productive or not productive. We're so good at filling our time. And even if we find ways to kind of keep our schedules empty, if you have kids, your kids will find a way to keep you busy. 
And where in that are you going to be taking that time for yourself? Because if if you don't claim that, your kids aren't going to be like, hey, mom, maybe you should spend this next 30 minutes to do some exercises. They're not going to, you know, they're just not going to do that, especially not as young children. And I don't have teenagers. My kids are still young, but I don't know any teens who are, um, who've said that to their parents. But you know what? I want to raise my kids so that they realize that mommy and daddy also have needs. And, you know, maybe if I haven't gone for a bike ride in a while, my daughter will be like, hey, mom, why don't you go for your bike ride? Wouldn't that be amazing? Anyways, off on a tangent. But back to my point. Don't put it off. Start before you're ready. So what does that actually mean? So let's say you want to get started with an exercise routine and you just don't feel ready to do it in the morning and then the day goes by and all of a sudden it's evening and then it's bedtime. So one thing I'm going to say is don't feel, don't wait till you, till you feel ready to get moving. So my ideal is before noon. In the morning, I want you to get some movement in and better yet, schedule it in so you know the exact kind of ballpark time that you're going to make this happen so that it's a part of your day and it's planned. That way you're not just waiting for yourself to feel ready to do your workout. You just know when you're going to do it. It's just part of your planned schedule for the day and you get to it at that time, whether you feel like it or not. And I'm not telling you to push through pain or injury, but I am telling you to push through your lack of motivation because that's what you're going to have to do to then eventually feel more motivated. And, you know, I when I say aim for movement in the morning, aim for movement, you know, at a consistent schedule, I chose the word movement for a reason. I chose the word movement over exercise for a reason. Movement and exercise are kind of the same thing, really. But when we say movement, it's a broader term. Movement can be running up and down the stairs a couple times before you leave your house. Uh, movement can be turning on your favorite song and dancing, you know, for three minutes. It can be doing 20 squats before you sit down for breakfast. And so that's what I mean by movement versus exercise, which kind of gives that connotation of like wearing a matching sports bra and leggings and like pumping iron at the gym or like going out for a morning jog. And that might be stuff that you love, but when you have a new baby, that may not be realistic. Um, And even if you don't have a new baby, but you have young kids, you know, changing into special outfits, going, leaving the home to work out may just not be that realistic. And This brings me to my next point, which is it's okay for things to be different. Different doesn't have to be a bad thing. Different doesn't have to mean it's worse. Different can just mean different. Because we talked about how our lifestyle is so different with young kids, especially. You know, our freedom to leave the house when we want, our freedom to do what we want when we want is restricted. There are so many interruptions. Like even in me just filming this podcast, I can't even tell you how many interruptions there have been and how many hours I've had to do this over because I've had to take breaks to feed my son, to, you know, hang out with my daughter, to, and I say I've had to. It's not that I don't want to do those things, but ideally I would have loved to do this without any interruptions at all. But 
that's also not realistic right now. So embracing that it's okay for things to look different. It's okay for your workouts to look different than what you were used to. It's okay for your workouts to be shorter than what they're used to or totally broken up throughout the day. You know, all of that doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job or that it's not worth doing. All of that just means that it is different and that it's okay for it to be different. So, so far we've talked about starting, getting started before you're ready and scheduling it in so that you actually make it happen. We've also talked about realizing that it's okay if it looks different. It's okay if your workouts look different and different doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, and let's kind of tie that into our my next point. And my next point is about perfectionism and how that can be such a big roadblock. Because when we wait for things to be perfect, we are setting ourselves up for failure. And we set these roadblocks up in front of ourselves, right? We give, our, we give all these amazing roadblocks. We're like, oh, we don't have the time. I've got so much going on. I'm working full time. I've got two kids. I've got bills to pay, like chores to do. I don't have time for this. You know, and that sounds like a very valid excuse, right? It, and, and in many ways it is. And another roadblock, you know, oh, I don't have the space, like our gym has been closed, there's like no space at home, you know, and again, sounds reasonable, like, yeah, maybe you just don't have any space for your workout equipment. Or maybe you just don't realize how little space it does take, and how you can do so many different types of workouts without any equipment at all. And, you know, another roadblock that we often have is that we just don't know what to do. We don't know how to exercise and how to move. Perhaps we have some injuries or our body has changed since we've had babies and we just don't know what to do and how to do it. Now, the lack of space, the lack of time, the lack of knowledge of how to exercise, all of those are valid reasons, right? But in some ways, doesn't it also sound like We're just coming up with reason after reason, roadblock after roadblock to ensure that we just never get started. And the thing is, we do this without even realizing that we're setting up these roadblocks for ourselves. We convince ourselves that, you know, this isn't the perfect time because we don't have time, space, knowledge. Um, These roadblocks are too big, and so we're just not going to get started right now, you know. And this sounds very, very common because this is something that I hear from so many people. Mm, You know, this isn't the ideal time, and that's why. And there's always a that's why. There's always a reason, and it may not be time, space, or knowledge. It may be something else like, oh, I have this other thing going on. And I'm not saying you don't have those things because all of those things are true partially true or fully true. But even if that's true, even if you don't have a lot of space, even if you don't have a lot of time, is it a true barrier to exercise or is it a perceived barrier to exercise? Are you just setting up these big barriers, these big roadblocks to ensure that you never get started? And you might be thinking, but why would I do that? Don't I want to exercise? Don't I want to do this? So why would I be putting these you know, perceived barriers up and making them feel like they're making them out to be like they're real barriers. Why would I be doing this to myself? And I honestly think that this stems from a fear of failure. You know, like if we're so scared of 
failing or not being good at something, you know, we set up all these big roadblocks just to make sure that we don't start because if we don't start, we can't fail. If we wait till everything's lined up, everything's perfect, then how can we fail? And along with that also comes with, you know, fear of being a beginner. Because when we start something, we're going to be beginners. You know, we don't start exercising on day one and we're like, yep, we're at the top shape of our life. Like that's not going to happen. I'm not starting a podcast and imagining that this is going to be so easy, so perfect, because that's just not realistic. And so the early days, the early weeks, the early months of starting anything new is going to be uncomfortable. And you know, perhaps that we have this fear of failure, but we also have this fear of being a beginner again, of, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to look like when we're at the gym and all everybody else is doing a burpee and a push up and I have to do it on my knees? Or what if everyone else is out going for a run and I'm still leaking when I'm running, right? So, you know, we have these fears, but the problem is, If you don't start, if you don't begin, and if you don't put in the work, all of those symptoms, all of those, your current level of fitness is going to just stay, right? You're never going to get better if you just don't do the thing. And I love when my business coach, um, Dr. Shante Cofield, says, do the thing, because that's exactly it. You just have to do the thing. There's no, um, there's no There's no way I'm going to get to episode 100 if I'm not doing episode one. There's no way you're going to get to your goals if you're not doing day one of your workout, day two of your workout. You know, those early days matter. Those early days count. They're not necessarily going to be pretty, but that is going to help you build self-efficacy. That is going to help you build that confidence. That's going to help give you motivation so that when you're a year into your exercise program or your exercise routine, when you're a year into doing something, you don't need to find motivation because you already have it. You're already in a good routine. You already have that motivation to keep going because you're no longer starting as a beginner. You've already grown so much. You've already gotten so much better at it and that you've seen that progress from that work that you've put in. And that is going to be your motivation. You know, going back to my example of this being my first ever podcast episode, like I, there are so many roadblocks because I really just, I don't know what I'm doing. I am figuring it out as I go. I definitely don't have the ideal space. I'm sitting in the, um, in my closet on the floor. I don't have the time because I have a family. I have young children one who, whom I'm exclusively breastfeeding, which takes up time, um, you know, and all my family's at home all the time. So it's really challenging to find an hour where I can record this with no interruptions. And also it being my very first time doing this or in, a, in the early phases, it doesn't just take an hour. It takes a long time to record this and edit this. So there are so many roadblocks I can put in my way. And the other roadblock is I don't really know how to do this. You know, I luckily have an amazing business coach, Dr. Shante Cofield at the Movement Maestro, and she has a free podcasting handbook. And I read it, I followed the instructions, I bought the equipment she recommended to make my life simple. 
I trust her and I went with it. And I have two other friends who have amazing podcasts and they've provided me with so much guidance as well. And I trust them and I go with their guidance. And that's to simplify things. I could have said, you know what, like, I don't know enough. I'm going to research more on everything myself. You know what, like, I don't have the time right now. I don't have the perfect space. I'm going to wait till everything is just, you know, works better. Everything's more perfect. But deep down, if I had done that, if I was doing that, it would be because I was scared of failing scared of doing it and it being terrible or nobody listening or you know it turning out horribly and so I challenged myself and I'm like you know what I'm not going to just wait for this magical time where everything's going to be perfect because I might be waiting a very long time for that I'm going to remove these roadblocks I'm going to do what I can with the time with the space with the knowledge that I have and I'm going to make it happen And I'm going to remember that no matter what, I'm a beginner at this. So even if I learned more about this, even if I had a better space, I'm still going to be a beginner. I don't get to skip that phase. So I'm going into this with that awareness that the early phases aren't necessarily going to look pretty. And that's okay. Which means no matter what, I'm going to have to make that decision and just do it anyway be okay with, you know, that slight fear of failure, be okay with being a beginner, put aside those perceived roadblocks, don't wait for perfection and just get to it. And you know, this really ties in nicely with my next point about taking responsibility for your actions. So I'll give you an example. When I had my daughter, like I had no clue how to fit my exercises in. You know, I'd seen a pelvic PT. I'd been given some really basic rehab moves. And so I would do it when my, you know, husband was home from work and I'd do my exercises. And then that got boring. That got easy. And then I kind of felt stuck. I was like, okay, but like I want to go for a run, but I can't. I can't do this. And it was just can't, can't, can't. And the reality is can't isn't isn't true, right? It's more won't. I won't do these things. And so when you reframe that and you take ownership, you take some responsibility for your actions, it's scary at first. It may be uncomfortable. You may realize that like, oh, shit, like I have been, um, you know, I, I do owe it to myself to give myself a chance because ultimately my actions are my responsibility and I have to take ownership of that. And if I truly want to make a change, I mean, first of all, if I don't want to make a change, I won't. And nobody will. Nobody's going to do anything if they don't want to. But if they really want to, if you really want to make a change, you have to be the one to make it happen. It's easy for us as an onlooker to assume that, you know, that old person going for walks and that other mom who goes for a run or that other mom who, you know, jumps in the water and plays with her kids, that she has it better. She has it easier. She probably doesn't have any symptoms or pain or, you know, her circumstances are different. And sometimes they are, but there aren't always. I think a big thing that we're forgetting is that none of that really matters. What matters is your own journey right? What matters is you. And if you want to make changes, and if you want to do certain things, then you have to be the one to do it. 
so that you can be that, you know, 90 year old, or you can be that mom who does the things that she wants to do. And you can be that mom who's not limited by her role of being a mother. You're not limited by those symptoms that you have because you were pregnant and you had a birth experience that perhaps gave you symptoms. When I work with my prep mamas, so prep is my postpartum return to exercise program, you know, they all come in with different birth experiences, different pregnancy experiences. They have different amount, number of kids. Some have one, some have three, you know, it, it, they're all different. They're all in different boats, but they all also have different goals and they take responsibility for their actions. And as they start to move more, as they start to exercise again, they start to experience those changes in their bodies. They start to feel more energy. They start to see how good they feel physically and mentally and emotionally. They start to feel stronger, that they can do things more easily. They can lift their babies more easily. They don't have to think about using their core and their pelvic floor all the time. They can just move. And, you know, these moms do the work. And that's why they're able to see those positive changes. And these moms are exceptional. They truly, truly are. But they're no different than you or I. It's not that they come into every session super motivated. Sometimes, you know, they're honest and they're like, you know what, I was totally not motivated to be here today. But I'm so glad I came and I'm so glad I did this because I needed this. I feel so much better now. And that's how it is at at the beginning. That's exactly how it is. You might dread it. You might not love it. But if you keep going, you will start to experience positive change. And that is what is going to make you feel like, yeah, this is totally worth it. But you're not going to get to that point of this is worth it if you haven't even started. Right? So, you know, getting back to that beginning and realizing that you are in control of your own actions. You are in control. And we all love being in control. And that's why I'm not one of those, you know, like um, dictator type trainers. I won't make you do anything you want, want to do. I won't make you do anything, period. I'm going to guide you and support you so you can do what you want to do. And you can do what feels good for you. And, you know, having that kind of relationship between a coach or a physio and a client or a patient. I think it's unorthodox. Because in many circumstances, you know, we have this very patriarchal model of healthcare where, you know, doctor says something or physio or surgeon says something and you have to listen. But and I think that's slowly changing. But you know, in a lot of cases, it's still the same patriarchal model of healthcare guess what? You don't have to listen and you won't listen if you don't want to. And that's ultimately the truth. So I love just kind of giving people that you have the steering wheel. You are in the driver's seat. You get to go where you want to go. You don't necessarily get to speed and get there faster. (laughs) You still have to kind of put in the work and you may hit you know, your red lights, you may hit some green lights, you may hit speed bumps, you may hit rocky roads, you know, this is a great analogy, because there's so many 
things that you may encounter along the way, but you are still steering your car. And if you're working with a physio or coach, we are your roadmaps. We kind of show you the road and we show you the way and we say, this is we're guiding you to get from point A to point B with more efficiency. Um, and that's what we're there for. But you are always in control of the steering wheel. You're always in control. You're in the driver's seat. All right. We talked about a lot of things today. You know, this was a much heavier, bigger topic than I actually had planned for. I thought I was going to pop on and quickly talk about getting started, you know, related to my podcast and be like, yeah, this is why you just have to get started and, and do the thing. And then as I started talking about it, I was like, whoa, this is a big topic. There's so many different things I could be talking about. So here we are, right? And I might learn as I go that, hey, that's not the best strategy. Like maybe next time you have a podcast, keep it simple, keep it to one topic rather than, you know, covering so many different points in one one go. I don't know. I have no idea. And I won't know until I do it. So, you know, when you're getting started, I want you to remember that it can be awkward and challenging, but give yourself lots of grace because What's amazing is that you actually got started and you did it. So even if you're doing your workout once every two weeks, you should still be so proud of yourself because that's two more times a month than last month when you did it zero times. So be proud and celebrate each of those wins and each of those steps is still progress. So let's tie everything together. You know, let's kind of summarize the main four points that we talked about today. One, start before you're ready. Schedule it in and just do it. Step two, it's okay if it's different. It's okay if it looks different than what you imagined. Do it anyway. Step three, ditch perfection and remove those roadblocks, those perceived roadblocks remove them. You know, ditch that fear of failure and just be okay with being a beginner again. Get to it. Step four, take some responsibility for yourself. Because ultimately, it's you who's affected the most by your decisions, whether you choose to move or not move. It's totally your choice and you're affected the most. And that's just like my podcast. I'm affected the most whether I choose to do it or not. Nobody else. And so I am starting before I feel ready. I know that, you know, it's okay for it to be different um, than I had imagined in my head. It's okay for it to not be perfect. I'm removing those perceived roadblocks. uh, And I'm owning that I may have a fear of failure I may have a fear of being a beginner but that's okay I'm going to do it anyway because there's no way I'm going to move past the beginner phase unless I am a beginner and I'm taking responsibility for that and that's exactly how I'm I'm here doing this and as I sit here on the floor slightly uncomfortably I am reminded how how much this is a metaphor for you know that beginning phase it is uncomfortable. It is, it may not be pretty. It may take forever. It may take longer than you expected or hoped. But 
I hope that for myself, when I'm releasing episode 100, that it goes by way faster, that it's easier, that's less uncomfortable, you know? And I think that same thing goes for exercise. I think if we persist through that beginning, awkward, slightly uncomfortable phase, we get to that point where we meet our goals and we feel good and it gets easier. So there you go, friends. Just get started. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure you like it, subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with somebody who you think this could help. Super, super grateful for you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Or if you're like me listening to this late in the evening, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your evening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mom Strength and being part of this important conversation. Check out the show notes for more info and links and we'll chat again real soon.